You're listening to the Build Your Path podcast with host Emma Shirey. Our guest today is Jennifer Sproul. Jen is the president of the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. So Jen and I have been friends and colleagues for a while now, and I was really excited when she agreed to be my first official guest now that I'm hosting the podcast. I think you'll really love her celebration of the construction industry, how she seeks to uplift all individuals in the built environment, and her journey to get to where she is today. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Harkins Builders. Harkins is an employee-owned general contractor serving clients engaged in the development of commercial, government, and multifamily projects. Serving the Mid-Atlantic, Northeast, and Central Virginia or Tidewater and Southeast regions, Harkins is an industry leader in negotiated construction. The company's vision is to be the premier long-term partner for building teams, communities, and relationships. Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Build Your Path podcast. I'm here today with Jen Sproul of MCCEI. Jen, could you please introduce yourself a little and tell us about what you do, what's MCCEI, and kind of where you come from? Yeah, so um, I've been in charge at MCCI for a little over two years now, going on two and a half, and um, our mission hasn't really changed much since the very beginning of our founding in 2009. Uh, our goal is to increase the number of people um, working in the built environment, and that is everything from architecture, engineers, construction managers, um, tradespeople, and any auxiliary roles, but also uh, a fairly new focus of ours is to d- increase the diversity of those people in those positions as well. So Jen, you're a woman in construction. Uh, what kind of um, kind of groups or programs are you a part of that sort of elevate women in construction? Absolutely. So I have been uh, been a member of the National Association of Women in Construction since about 2010, so just about 13 years now. Um, I have served um, NEWIC at the local level as the at the Baltimore chapter um, since that time, and I've even actually served on the national level on the national board. It has been like a life changing organization for me in that in an industry that is predominantly men and in which um, oftentimes you were one of maybe not the only woman in the room. It's really great to go into a room where it's all women, mm-hmm. all understand um, where, where you're coming from, the, the struggles you had that day at work, even if you aren't in the same type of role. Because the women in, in NEWIC can be tradeswomen, business owners, um, accountants, lawyers, you name it, um, we're in it. Uh, but it's been really amazing. And like anything, I'll say what I've gotten out of NEWIC is because of what I've put into it. Uh, if you just go to one or two meetings a year, yeah, you'll learn something and you'll meet some people. But I've made amazing network, um, learned amazing leadership skills, and I highly recommend that anybody in any industry join a networking organization and get involved um, on a committee, on a board, whatever it is, literally helped me. Um, and I honestly wouldn't be in my role today if it wasn't for the roles I've had um, at NEWIC. Well, and we'll talk a little bit more about mentorship and like what networking and making connections means later. But right now, could you tell us a little bit about uh, kind of where you're coming from? So what is your path that you've built uh, looked like up until where you are now at the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation? Absolutely. So I started off um, 
out of high school. I went to an all girls Catholic high school, guaranteeing no woman there was talked to about a career in the adult environment. Uh, maybe somebody suggested they could be an architect, maybe doubtful, but, uh, I went, you know, I went to, um, Loyola college, now university here in Maryland, um, studied advertising with a minor in sociology. And when I graduated, I actually had a really hard time finding a job that I was in, excited about. Uh, and that was in Baltimore. I wanted to stay in Baltimore after I graduated and ended up, um, working at Whiting Turner, um, answered a newspaper ad working for them. So, uh, fast forward a few years, uh, I got the opportunity to try off, try out being a project engineer. Um, and then, uh, after about half, half a dozen years of that, I went back into marketing, eventually into a sales position before landing here at MCCI. Awesome. What's your favorite part about your kind of role now that you've gone through marketing and now, and then project managing and now kind of back to a little bit more of that person to person communications work? What is your favorite thing that you've sort of learned along the way? So I'd say whenever somebody who I know from my construction management days asked me what I like about the nonprofit and like, I really loved working in construction management, especially when I was helping build teams. Um, but for a really long time, I was basically building projects, which is so incredibly important, but now I'm helping people build their like lives and their mm -hmm. careers. Their right? paths. And yeah, helping someone build their path. Exactly. And I think it's really exciting when, you know, I go to these summer camps and meet a, you know, a kid in middle school um, who his mind is blown by this cool stuff that we get to do in the construction industry every day. That really excites me. Um, I have young kids myself. And so when I, and they're sick of hearing me talk about the construction industry as a population or as a, a pathway. Um, it's just really cool for me, especially our very first um, Camp Newick that we put on six years ago. Um, one of those girls graduated um, two years ago. And when she was graduating, her mom told me she was like seriously considering apprenticeship. And that just I don't honestly haven't touched base to see if she actually did go down that path. But the fact that this young girl was actually considering that really like. It's really special. Got me so excited. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you know that you had the hand in one person's future, right? Even just yeah. one. Uh, and then how many people they will affect or mentor or network with and how many organizations and then how many people are using those facilities that they're working on. There's something that you say often, um, which is how big construction is and how important it is. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, that you um, like the hospitals and all of that? Yeah. So I think something that we as an industry do ourselves a disservice when we don't talk enough about that. We're literally building the world in which we live and there's not no much better like way to give back to your community than build it right and then you're not just helping the community build their their schools or their hospitals and they're you're giving them a place for their children to be educated for their babies to be born and then obviously the jobs that are created in those um situations you're basically creating the chance for intergen intergenerational wealth to happen and i think we're in an industry that there really isn't. We don't have, no other industry has impact on the world around us like we do. 
So you guys really kind of run the gamut of the entire industry, the ins and outs, the before, during, and after construction. That's really a cool mission that MCCEI has. Um, so how did you specifically, Jen, end up in the industry? I know you personally, of course, so I know that you have your own kind of path that brought you to where you are now in the nonprofit world in the construction industry. But what did it take for you to go from, I mean, I know it was marketing all the way up here to construction. So how did that happen? Yeah. So uh, I went to school, like you said, um, I was a communications major with a specialty in advertising and a minor in sociology, pretty much as far away from the construction industry as you could get. Um, I had really no intention. I was just looking for a job. Um, I, if this is going to seriously date me, but I answered a newspaper ad for a job at um, Whiting Turner Contracting Company uh, in their marketing department. And I remember sitting down in my like first interview and, and my, um, my future boss asking me if I ever thought I'd be in the construction industry and what drove me to it. And I was like, well, I like to create things myself, you know, mm -hmm. obviously creatively. So that kind of aligns a little bit like the creation of buildings um, versus the creation of content and whatnot. But it was honestly never something I thought about before I answered that ad in the paper. Um, and then fast forward to being there um, a few years and realizing that I had like an interest in the industry and um, was really, really lucky in that they gave me a chance to go through this project engineers training. <clears throat> they were basically trying to make me a better marketing person by having me go through what their new hires went through uh, training wise, like a week long training. And I sat through that training and thought like, I could totally do this. You know, like right. this is, this is something that I never thought I could do, but I could do it. And I, while I didn't take that position at Whiting Turner, um, I did do it at another uh, general contractor and, the rest is history. I've been here ever since. I love it. I think it's so it's so meaningful to have someone who's interested in um, bringing you up and kind of trusting you to take that step yeah. beyond what you started with, or um, or something like that. So I always think it's really special when you have those mentors or just kind of pushers and movers throughout your path. Right. That's a whole part yeah. of building your path is is who you're working with and and how they're bringing you up. And honestly, it was a a colleague, like a, a coworker that I had worked at Whiting Turner is the one that helped get me that job. So like the power of having a network mm. is super important. Yeah. They, he knew me as a person, knew, um, could vouch for me as a worker, as opposed to me just like blindly as an advertising major applying for a project engineer role. Do you recommend any ways for young people to kind of build their network or gain kind of mentor relationships? So interestingly, he and I became friends um, through a like a social club. Um, we we played kickball together. I formed a kickball team um, where I had people from uh, actually two different two or three different companies came together and joined kickball. We'd meet every Thursday, and that's kind of was my first like informal networking, and it was really great. Uh, and I'm still friends, you know, twenty plus years later with a lot of those same people from that. So I don't think you need to think of networking always as in a, the traditional belonging to an organization, um, which I do belong to many of them and I highly recommend, but that was a, that was a social thing 
but me filled with people that worked in the same industry as me. Right. Love that. It's like more than just LinkedIn. And it's more absolutely. than just kind of going to like one mixer. Yeah, for absolutely sure. No, it's at this the construction industry in every way, shape and form is 100% built on relationships. And that is the way to not only make your career, but make your projects go more smoothly and whatnot. If you know the person on the other um, end of the phone, when you're trying to negotiate something, anything, um, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Love that. So Build Your Path, um, our podcast is all about showcasing the wildly different paths that individuals can take in the industry. So of course, like as a young woman, uh, even before when you were kind of thinking of what do I want to be when I grow up, did you ever see yourself in construction? How was no. like the access? Oh, sorry. But how was the access to construction as like a viable career path for women, especially has changed as you've kind of matured, as you've worked your way through the industry? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, I've been in the industry just over almost 23 years now, uh, which is probably about as long as you've been alive. But um, even I still would not consider myself like a pioneer in the construction industry. There was for like probably 30 years before that there were women in construction, but there weren't many. And I would say probably the majority of those, you know, the last 40 plus years, there was just under 10% of the industry included women. And that included women in marketing roles, in accounting roles, in HR, office managers, that kind of stuff. I would say in the last three years or so, there's been like an explosion of women in the industry. I think the secret is finally out um, that the industry is not just like a viable place, but a really exciting and well-paying place for women in the industry too. Because it's a male dominated populated industry it pays better than some of the traditional um female-led roles um and honestly it's been really awesome seeing that too um, seeing the young women come up and the amazing impacts there's whole projects being led by women now um, which is just amazing yeah super inspirational so as young people are kind of listening to this podcast thinking about well, I majored in communications or advertising or marketing. Um, what kind of advice do you have for young people looking to enter the industry, especially if they have um, an interest in something like communications or writing? Why is it such a great place to land with this type of personality or interest set? So I think it's, you know, in, in that industry where people that are interested in communications can still have that people to people connection that we all crave as, um, as creatives. And like I said, mentioned earlier, alluded to earlier, you know, you're seeing, you're helping get something built, regardless if you're managing the social media, taking the finished photography or helping write, um, proposals, um, and, guide presentations. So there's that. There's also a, a huge need for people with our types of brain because the industry is laden with engineers who often aren't people, people oriented, who maybe aren't the best writers, who aren't super creative in that aspect when it comes to, um, you know, graphic design. They may be amazing designers, but graphically they don't know um, how to put something uh, pen to paper or whatnot. So your, your um, expertise will definitely be valued. But I also think there's like the, a way to set yourself apart. And yes, I did um, take a hiatus from the marketing um, aspect 
And I spent about um, six or eight years doing uh, project management. You don't have to go that far of a route to make yourself a valuable person. You can take a couple of classes online, um, go to your local community college, learn how to read blueprints, understand the contracting methods, or simply just go and visit a job site when you get the opportunity. I had um, a coworker at my last job where she would literally just go park herself in a project trailer for a week and just work there just to get to know the people there better more, but also understand the process and just like kind of learn through osmosis of being surrounded by um, people. And she, a lot of they get, I think the project teams get excited um, about sharing what they're doing and kind of being a mentor to someone, but also you're proving your value. You definitely want to be able to be in those strategic uh, making sessions as your uh, career grows and in marketing and business development, you spend a lot of time helping um, the project executives and whatnot form a team and try and then you have to sell that team. So if you know those person's skill sets and why they are amazing for XYZ um, goals on that mm-hmm. project, because you got to know them as a person, you know their resume, and then you also know the job requirements that helps make you super invaluable. And I think that's something that maybe engineers aren't at good at as getting to know a person for who they are and their strengths. Right. Well, in the construction industry is this whole world, right? So we need all types of brains, all types of interests, uh, studies, whether that was in college or just your interests in high school or beyond. Um, So there's definitely room, and we argue this all the time at MCCEI, right? There's so much room for all types of people. Um, And so we're just here and you're here to help build um, those the, the space for that and the awareness of how many different types of, of people we need. Jen, thank you so, so much for coming. Uh, do you want to let the people know where to find you? Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn, um, Jennifer Sproul. I'm pretty active on there. And then follow us on all of our different um, social. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I think those are the main ones that we're on. Mm-hmm. We have a very small TikTok channel that we hope to be growing in the future. Jen, thank you so, so much for coming. Uh Feeling inspired and looking to build your own path? Visit buildyourpath.org or follow our socials. Get out there, dig in, and I'll see you soon for another episode of the Build Your Path podcast.